0: You are listening to Someone Like Me, an RTE Junior production, with thanks to the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland.
1: Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Someone Like Me. My name is Kate Brennan Harding, and I am overjoyed with the response to the show so far. If you haven't listened to the show before, we have two episodes that have gone before. Last week's was on developmental language disorder, and we heard from Robert, and the week before, We heard from Sophie, who has autism. Both episodes are available on the RTÉ website, www.rte.ie forward slash kids, or you can go forward slash podcasts. Now, what's happening this week on the show? Well, this week, we're going to be hearing from Lara Toomey, who's from Guilty in West Cork. Lara loves rugby. She loves her family. She has a gorgeous dog, and she is also dyslexic. Lara is going to be interviewing Anya O'Neill, who's an SNA from Galway. Their chat will be coming up in a second. But first, Anya is going to explain a little bit about what dyslexia is.
2: Dyslexia is a learning disorder that affects uh, areas of the brain involved in processing language, so it causes problems with reading and spelling because it makes it really difficult to, to decode words. So decoding is like identifying speech sounds and then learning how those sounds relate to letters and words. And then it comes out as reading. So that's dyslexia.
1: Thanks, Sonia. Okay, it's time to go into the show properly. Here's Lara with her introduction to someone like me.
0: Hi, everyone. You are all very welcome to this episode of Someone Like Me. My name is Lara Toomey and I am 11 years old. I live in Clonkilty, County Cork. I have a big brother called Jim. He's strong and brave, and a big sister called Rachel, who is extremely funny. Luckily, we all get on really well together. One of my favorite pastimes is skateboarding because it is so much fun and you just feel so free when you're skating along. I also love rugby. It's my favorite sport. I can't think of anything better than tackling people to the ground in a pile of muck. I go to the local national school which is called St Joseph's. I love it there as there's always such a friendly buzz around. If there was one thing that I would change about the world today, it would be that people would be kinder to each other. So that's a little bit about me. But there's something else. I have dyslexia. This means that I read a little slower than my friends, and it can take me a while to remember stuff and don't get me started on Irish. Before I was exempt from Irish, the teacher would ask me questions or spellings, and I would be getting it all wrong. I never understood where I couldn't get it, and everyone else could.
1: Lara, what a great introduction! I'm so pleased to have you as the star of someone like me this week. How's your week been going?
0: Ah, uh, great, actually. We've been doing very fun stuff in school.
1: Oh yeah, tell me about it. What have you been yeah, doing? Yeah,
0: we're um doing these tiles in school, and they're gonna be um hanging on the hall in our school forever. It's gonna it's quite exciting.
1: That's so exciting. So you'll be able to go back and visit or maybe if you do become a primary school teacher, you could go back there and see the tile you made, yeah?
0: Oh, yeah. That oh, I can't wait.
1: <laughs> Will we start the show, Lara?
0: Yes, let's begin. <laughs> I am now meeting someone like me and her name is Anya O'Neill and she is a special needs assistant in Galway and I am so happy to speak with her.
2: Thanks, Lara. How are you? It's so good to be on RT Jr., with you talking to someone like me, who is you, and we both have dyslexia, and dyslexia for me is. Just that I know that my brain works differently when it comes to learning, reading, and spelling. It can be really difficult, but now that I know that I'm dyslexic, all I have to do is use all the tools that I've learned over the years, use my computer, ask my friends for help, and I just get on with it. And it's actually been a really, really positive thing in my life.
0: What age were you when you were diagnosed with dyslexia? so
2: i was officially diagnosed when i was 29 imagine i was already in my third year of university and i went to myself and got my diagnosis officially but i was in fourth class when i got the tutor and when she said that i was dyslexic so i always kind of knew Um, But I guess when you don't have the official diagnosis, you do always think in the back of your mind. You might say, "Mm, am I just not able? Am I actually dyslexic? Like, I don't know. And then people would question you if you said you were dyslexic. Yeah. Um. so when I got it I was so excited it was such an amazing moment in my life and I was screaming down the phone at the educational psychologist and she was like wow I've <laughs> never had a person react like this to a <laughs> dyslexia diagnosis and I was like
0: I can't wait to tell my family
2: <laughs> so that was it
0: yeah did dyslexia ever get in the way of like your hobbies or life outside school because sometimes in piano like I mix up the notes and I can't remember what they're called and stuff Hmm. Um. No. I think. Yeah. I don't. I don't know. I. I play piano as well.
2: Can you see my piano there? Oh yeah, I can. Um. Yeah. So I played it when I was your age, and then I gave up, and then I went back to it, and it. Yeah. I mean, I do. It's. It's just about practice, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, it doesn't stand in the way of anything, even reading and spelling. I was writing stuff today on my laptop, and my internet went down, and I was I was writing away, and I I was reading back what I wrote. And the spell check wasn't working because the Internet was gone. And I was like, oh, my gosh, like I have so many spelling mistakes. Like I could I could see that they were there, but I didn't know what exactly was wrong. It's usually a vowel or something. Yeah. And um, I was like, Do you know what? It doesn't matter because the Internet will be back in a minute and it'll correct everything for me. And that's just like I'm now, you know, 35 years old. I'm not going to. It just is what it is. So you just have to keep going yeah I know you're super smart in other ways and piano yeah it's just practice I did horse riding and swimming and I loved all those things I've really good like spatial awareness and um you know I've talented at other in other areas just reading and spelling is not my talent
0: (laughs) mine either okay yeah (laughs) so um I'm allowed to use like a laptop in school and stuff but um I'm not very fast like did technology like help you like a lot when you were?
2: A hundred percent. And it will, you'll get faster. Don't stress because I'm super fast now, really fast at typing and it just takes practice like the piano. I've been typing stuff for years now and it all comes eventually. Um, Yeah. So I love uh, technology it has helped me so much because when you go to university, you do have to do a lot of reading. And you get to um, have the your the papers and the books read to you on, on your laptop. Yeah. And that makes me go three times faster than if I'm trying to read it by myself. Uh, again, my internet was down one of the days and I had to read something. I only got through two chapters in a half an hour and then it came back on and in a half an hour, the following half an hour, I got through five. Yeah. So I was like, I was two and a half times faster. Um. so it, it really does help. And you get extra time in your exams just to so that you can read the question.
0: Yeah. Yeah. When you were in primary school, did you find it difficult at times? Or was it like always easy or always hard?
2: Oh, it was definitely, definitely a struggle for me for primary school. Because when I was going to school, people did not know about dyslexia. So nobody in the school, like the teachers, didn't really help me. So I, yeah, I really did struggle in primary school. Now I had friends and I loved break time, but like with doing the lessons and especially reading and spelling, I was yeah. really um, struggling. Yeah, it was, it was hard. But I had a teacher when I went to fourth class and she helped me outside of school. So that, that, that helped a little bit. Yeah.
0: And what about secondary school? How did you find that? Was it easier than primary or harder?
2: Secondary school was way more fun. I just had a really good group of friends and they used to help me with my English and my bits that I found difficult. And I helped them with the things that I was good at, like science and maths. And we just helped each other. And I just remember having loads of fun. And there was hard times as well some days. But yeah, it was definitely Um, a more positive experience
0: oh yeah yeah when you look back now which did you prefer like primary like did you like enjoy primary more or did you prefer secondary like
2: I definitely preferred secondary more I think I just I had so many strategies built up uh with my dyslexia from um, primary school and from my tutor who was amazing um she was the one who actually told me I had dyslexia uh because of all that by the time i got to secondary school i was really good at coping and using different ways to learn things that other people have for didn't need or wouldn't even think about
0: yeah that's like I used to have um kind of like an English teacher outside Mm -hmm. of school as well yeah and um and like she she taught like she was she always had these weird ways of learning and it was like like after the session each like Thursday I felt like I could read a bit better and like like I'm still not great but like I'm getting better My
2: uh, tutoring used to be on a Thursday as well. (laughs) I remember that. That That's something that stuck out at me, even though it was so long ago, not Lara, like a hundred years ago. Um, It used to be on a Thursday because friends used to be on on a Thursday and I'd be so cross that I was missing friends. But then, like you said, at the ends of the sessions, when I went to school on Friday, I'd feel so much more confident.
0: Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do it with her anymore, but like when I did do it, like like it wasn't confirmed that I had dyslexia, but like um I think Mom knew, did you know? Oh, she she said she has a suspicion. So, um,
2: <laughs> moms know everything. <laughs>
0: yeah, but like <laughs> I I didn't even know, and then like she was she was kind of thinking that, and like, she, then she'd like make me read like a page of a book or something, and then she'd make it make me write it out, and then I don't know, but I kind of found that helped a little bit. Like she was really good at that stuff. Yeah, she was really nice.
2: My tutor used to make really fun connections for me. So I broke my wrist when I was in fifth class. at school hanging off the basketball anyway um and i had a a cast and i couldn't get wrist i couldn't figure out i could never remember how to spell wrist so she wrote it on my cast on my broken wrist how to spell wrist Mm -hmm. so all those little things you know little strategies um color coding things and stuff like that really helps because our brains are working in such an amazing way like it's so different um they're making so many more connections so we're actually like hyper intelligent uh but it just doesn't come out in reading and spelling that's (laughs) fine um but like you can do all these special tricks and like when you are making those strategies and you'll continue to especially when you go to secondary school um you'll be making all these strategies your brain will be making like connections that most people will never think of like so it's, it's really cool
0: what do you mean about color
2: coding So I would she would just use colors as a way of categorizing words so like the verbs would be one color and the nouns another color or I might use like um, uh, describing words adjectives Um, so what she would do is when I was trying to remember them or group them I would remember the color first and then it would help trigger So now I go to college and I I had gone to college in the past. I use different rooms in my house. So when I'm trying to remember information, I'll go, I'll put the information for one uh, person, like who's the guy you're learning about? Oh, um,
0: Robert. Robert Bur- Ballard,
2: Ballard? Yes, yeah, so I'd have Robert Ballard and I'd have all the information about him in my sitting room and I'd have uh, about the Titanic would be sitting on the couch and that's how I'd visualise it all and then when I wanted to do an assignment or an assessment, I'd go and walk through the house in my mind and get pick up all the information as I go along.
0: Oh yeah, that sounds mm. interesting. Kay was telling me you like dogs. I have a golden retriever. What breeds do you have?
2: I have a Samoyed, she's a fluffy white dog and she's very bossy and always barking. Um, looking out now, she's probably barking right now And I have a black dog that I got from uh, Madra, the rescue centre in County Galway And I don't know what she is But I thought she was going to be tiny And I got her and I brought her home And she just didn't stop growing And now she's massive So she's a massive black dog But she's such a baby She's so cute She's the baby of the house
0: Yeah, that's like your little scout Like she was so tiny when we got her But she just grew And she's still so cute but big
2: Yes. Does she follow you around the house? Yeah. Yeah. She must love you so much. I I, yeah. Dogs are the best. Yeah. They're just like your little companions (laughs) everywhere you go.
0: Yeah. Um did you ever use like a typing course like sometimes on the laptop I like go on to typing course and I've type out the letters did you ever use that yeah I think
2: I did a computer course at one point I did a TV and film production um vtech uh, college course yeah. when I first left school and that was so much fun and a part of that was typing and computers and I had to do all the typing courses there and I was perfect I did great
0: yeah. yeah. All right. Last question. <laughs> oh. So I really want to be a primary school teacher. Do you think I could?
2: Oh, of course. Obviously, you would be amazing. Um, It's so interesting because you can be whatever you want to be. And if you choose to be a primary school teacher, then they are going to be so lucky because that was what was missing for me in primary school. Somebody who understood or tried to understand Um, you know, that my brain worked differently. So if you come in you're working with a different brain already, you'll be able to teach the kids all the different styles that you know. You'll be so empathetic to the kids who have dyslexia and who don't because you will understand that it just takes a little bit longer, have to slow it down, try it in a different way. So that'll make you like a super teacher because a lot of it is just knowing that and and showing kindness around that. So you can be whatever you want. Did you know that, Einstein was, was dyslexic and he was amazing. Was he? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Whoa. I knew. <laughs> Wait, but what about like Irish? Would I have to get another teacher in to teach the Irish? Uh
2: I think you're gonna have to you're gonna have to just keep studying your Irish and keep going uh, and do your best.
1: Yeah. You see I know. Lara Lara's exempt from Irish, aren't you, Lara?
2: Lara is yeah. exempt from Irish.
1: Yes. Yeah. By then, you mm-hmm. know, because you're so young, there will probably be a very different or I'd hope there's a slightly different education structure. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, like, I think you can achieve anything that you want to be. And there's mm-hmm. always solutions to be found. And I think we're really, really aware of neurodiverse, neurodiverse, and different brains. And, and I think in particular now, there's yeah. a huge movement to make sure mm-hmm. that everybody's included and involved
2: yes and there is you can be a special needs educator um which is a teacher for people specifically with special needs as well um and i have friends who do that and there's there's lots of different ways to do things i'm still learning about doing things and still challenging myself and changing what i do you know at this age so whatever you choose to do you will find the way
1: um and what would you say to somebody who might not know that they might be dyslexic what would what, what Should they go and maybe talk to their parents or say that they're struggling? Imagine somebody who might be, like, kind of quiet and might be not... It mightn't be noticed.
0: Well, like, if you are struggling, you should either, like... Like, if you're at school and you realise you're struggling on something, you should always, like, ask for help or, like tell your mom or dad like oh I'm work I'm struggling in school can you help me about all this third sort of stuff and then they'll like help you know
1: yeah that absolutely makes sense I can see Anya making faces because her dog is barking <laughs> I'm going to kill her <laughs> but not, not
2: really but you know what I mean Lara <laughs>
1: yeah Anya is there anything else you'd like to ask or like to say to Lara yeah,
2: I think, uh, Lara. When did you get your diagnosis?
0: Um, I think I got it officially in thir- or fourth class, was it? Fourth class. Yes, like last year, fourth class.
2: Great. So you've got lots, lots of um time to sit into your um diagnosis and get used to using all the tools. Yeah. You know. Hopefully, the teachers will be able to give you some more guidance around different ways to learn things, you know, as you're getting older and getting up in the years. Yeah, it's going to be brilliant.
0: Yeah, luckily, I have really nice teachers. Like, they're, they're so good.
1: Oh, that's really wonderful to hear. Yeah. Okay Lara, we had a little bit of connection trouble towards the end of the chat with Anya and we know that there was a dog barking which was definitely Anya's lovely dog but I wanted to catch up with you so it's a few weeks since you met and were chatting with Anya and um, I want to know did it make a difference to you? Do you feel a bit different after having the chats with Anya?
0: Well I think it was um, it was like a big difference because like I feel more kind of like oh yeah it's okay now like I'm not kind of like when people ask oh why don't you do Irish? I don't say like like I'm, I kind of like just I tell everyone I'm not like kind of like oh I, I just don't do it you know I like him like oh yeah I have dyslexia it's really cool yeah like it's it's
1: that sounds amazing that sounds like you're just more confident in who yeah. you are that's brilliant that's really oh that, like, that's making me a bit like oh that's amazing um, what do you feel about listeners you know the listeners are going to have listened um, what do you think that they're going to have learned about dyslexia from this episode
0: well I think it's very important that listeners learn about dyslexia because then they'll will be able to understand it more and they won't be like so quick to judge people or say that they're stupid or you know, those sort of things. And I think everyone's different. It's really important that we accept people for like who they are. That's
1: exactly it. It's about celebrating the difference. And that just because some person's brain works a little bit differently, doesn't mean that they should be excluded or, you know, thought of differently. And as Anya said, it's a superpower, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) And what would you say to other young people who have a friend who's dyslexic? So, for example, imagine you're talking to your own friends, but imagine around the country you might be talking to people who go, oh, my, my best friend is dyslexic. What can they do to support their friend?
0: Well so if if there are any listeners who have a friend with dyslexia I would say to them that to be kind and understanding and maybe they could help them in class if their if their friend was like struggling a little and maybe they could stand up to them if they saw someone being mean, like hi hey, you can't read that or things like that and, and after all that's like what friends are for so
1: absolutely absolutely we all look after each other in different ways don't we yeah Yeah. So, and the final question, what did you enjoy most about creating your episode of Someone Like Me?
0: Well, I really liked being on this episode of Someone Like Me. It was so good to chat with Anya and she made me realise if I work hard, I can be a primary school teacher and help other kids who have dyslexia when I'm older. I also loved the way it gave me a chance to speak out about dyslexia and say that it's nothing to be ashamed of at all.
1: Absolutely wonderful. Lara, thank you so much for being the star of this week's episode of Someone Like Me.
0: Thank you. (laughs) Joke time. How do oceans say hello? They wave.
1: That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to Lara Toomey and Anya O'Neill for being part of Someone Like Me. We'll catch you next week.
0: Thanks for listening to Someone Like Me. An RTE Junior production. With thanks to the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. This is our RTE Junior Podcast.